Good morning and welcome to One Baha'i, where I try to make sense of the world around me, especially in terms of the Baha'i teachings, and regularly try to come up with something new to talk about here. Today, I'm remembering a visit of a couple of dear friends. How can we say that animals don't have souls? The cry of that question came from deep within the heart of a caring and troubled young man. He was very much in love with the faith, but had not yet figured out how to get past this awkward question. In Abdu'l-Bahá in London, we read, When asked about the individual persistence of the animal's personality after death, Abdu'l-Bahá said, Even the most developed dog has not the immortal soul of the man, yet the dog is perfect in its own place. I also recall reading somewhere that the master told a lady who was grieving the loss of her pet that the animal would be with her in the next world as long as she needed it. Despite a search in ocean and googling some key words, I couldn't find the story anywhere, or else I would quote that too. But at that moment, we were sitting in the kitchen, he and I, along with his father, who was an auxiliary board member at the time. Why his father chose to come to my place to seek an answer to this question, I will never know. It must have been that wily concourse on high inspiring him, for it was surely not a question I could answer, never having really given the answers of the master on this subject much thought. But there they were, in my kitchen. As we sipped our tea, I did the only thing possible in a situation like that. I prayed my absolute favorite prayer for situations like that. I use it so often I even have it memorized. It goes, Oh God, help! I prayed for this young man to find the answer he needed to hear when he asked the question again. I mean, we know they have emotions. They have so many qualities like caring and love. How can we say they don't have souls? Because they don't, came the voice from the other room. We all stared at each other. I had thought my other friend in the house was asleep on the couch. He'd been staying with me for a few days and often slept at that time of the day. I'm not even sure my other guests knew he was there. And yet, his voice rang out from the wilderness. They have an animus, he said. A what? I'm not sure which of us asked the question, but I'm certain we were all thinking it. An animus! My friend Bob sat up as we came into the living room, and he proceeded to give the most lucid explanation I had ever heard on the subject. He described the soul as a rainbow with its full-color spectrum. An animus, he said, was more like line spectra. A spectroscope, he explained, splits coherent light into its color components, like a prism. Different elements show up as an assortment of different lines. Hydrogen will show as one set of lines, while helium shows up as a totally different set of lines. When you see them through the spectroscope, it looks a little like outtakes from a rainbow. And this is how scientists are able to recognize what elements are in different things, like stars. This amazing tool shows what elements are there to one who understands how to read it. Myself, 
Mm, I'm illiterate there. My friend explained that each wavelength is like what Baha'is would call an attribute of God. Now, he's not a Baha'i, so he took the extra step of translating what he was saying into the language we would understand. Every animal shows some of the attributes of God, just like everything in creation is, quote, a direct evidence of the revelation within it of the attributes and names of God. Only in the human soul, however, do we see the full spectrum of the rainbow revealed. We spoke about how some animals show their lines so brightly, like a puppy showing enthusiasm, or a spider in her web showing patience. They stand out clearer than they do in most humans. We spoke about how we can sometimes see those virtues more clearly in their isolation, just as we can see the lines on a spectroscope more clearly than if they were lost within the full context of the rainbow. For over an hour, the auxiliary board member and I listened as the two of them spoke to each other. Questions were explored between them, neither presuming to have all the answers, but both eager to learn from the other, as all of us were lifted to a greater understanding of how we perceive the world around us. Needless to say, my young friend has not only become confirmed in his faith, but has gone on to become an ardent supporter of the cause, serving in many admirable capacities in the past few years. His father, of course, still remains a pillar of the community. And Bob, well, he went back to sleep on the couch and still comes to my aid when people come over and need questions answered. He now has his own room in the house instead of just sleeping on the couch. Well, I guess the concourse on high really did know what they were doing after all. <laughs>